I always want to let people know that you've got to be mindful that when there's a crisis, when something like this happens, there could be a correction. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hello, hello from George Markoski and Belinda Flaherty coming to you live around Australia. Fantastic. Australian property investors, but also I'm on our podcast, which is called The Positive Property Show. Yes, lucky I remember the name. Awesome. Now, welcome. Now, if you're watching live, please type in hashtag live. And for those people that are watching the replay, because I'm always watching the refeed, type in hashtag replay just so know that I know that you're watching. Now, tonight's going to be a big show. And look, there's a lot going on at the moment. A lot of people are scared. And, you know, quite frankly, the economy could be changing quite a bit. And we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Well, look, I mean, most people out there are, you know, saying it's going to be the next World War Three. you know. So it's pretty scary. Well, look, we've had two years of COVID. And finally, we're just coming out. I know. And suddenly, Putin goes, hold my beer. And <laughs> right, and um, so we're going to talk a bit about the Russian-Ukrainian conflict tonight. Yep. I'm going to talk about um, the economy, the world economy, commodities, consumer index. There's a lot to go through, guys, but it's important because at the end of the day, you need to educate yourself if you want to elevate yourself. Correct. Right? And one thing, if you know a bit about me, I'm a bit of a nerd and I really look at the numbers. And this is why I've become so successful is because I don't use emotion. So at the moment, a lot of people are emotional. People aren't not sure, should they buy, should they sell? Do I get out of real estate? Do I keep in real estate? Well, look, I'm going to tell you the winners and losers because you know some property is going to lose, some property is going to win. And I'm going to tell you what's, who's who in the zoo and what's going to happen and yeah. how you can take advantage of the turmoil. See, in China, the symbol for danger is the same symbol as opportunity. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Because danger equals opportunity. It certainly does. So, and that's what happens when there's danger, when there's things like this happening, you need to know there's a lot of opportunities as well. Yep. Now, let me just change my microphone to see if you can hear me properly. Can you hear me? Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Great, great. Because I want to uh, make sure that I've got the right. Maybe we should ask in the social media. Can you still hear me? Can we get oh, a little? Yeah, guys, if you can hear me, type in. Hashtag, we can hear Georgie Porgy. Or just, pie. Or just G to G, to G. good to go. Uh, can't you write Georgie Porgy put in pie? Okay. <laughs> so, um, just to let you guys know, I've recently come back from a big trip to Queensland. I know. Welcome back. I was in Noosa on a mastermind, and um, we had an amazing time. So we spent a bit of time with a gentleman called Taki Moore, and he is actually one of the top coaches in the world who teaches coaches. Fantastic. And like people like Amos, Alex Hormezi and all these people that have done, you know, they've got 50 million, $100 million businesses. In their books, when they write their books, they're writing, Taki, thank you so much for your help. That's yeah. how good he is. He's excellent. And Taki recently bought himself a $6 million house and he invited us, to, uh, a small group of us, to come and hang out and really talk strategy about business, which is very exciting. Yes. Then suddenly we had 30 days worth of rain in one day while I was in Noosa. Yes. And it was flooded like crazy. 
like most of Queensland, yep. And then I, on the way up there, my plane had mechanical problems, so we had to, had to emergency landing in Brisbane. Huh. Then I had to hire a car because I didn't want to waste time waiting, getting a bus. And we had to drive up to Noosa. Love Noosa. It's such a beautiful place. We had a ball. Lovely people there. So friendly. And then we drove down to Queensland to Gold Coast and ended up staying at the Versace. Yes. And we were very fortunate. They upgraded us. And we got this beautiful suite with your own walk-in wardrobe, lounge room, the, the pool overlooking everything. So I had a wonderful time. Now, I ended up seeing a lot of people and doing a lot of business as I do because I can't help myself. I didn't even get one day in front of the pool. Oh, wow. I got jet, I went jet skiing one day, which is great, but that was more of a business jet ski. Yep. But, um, yeah, but there you go. That's the way it is sometimes. And you know what I'm like. I can't help it. Absolutely. So what's happened to consumer confidence? That's the number one thing we need to look at. Let's and get look, back into it. Let's get, I mean, let's well, get to the nitty-gritty. Well, it's not looking good. Consumer confidence actually has, has gone down because of the floods, the WA COVID and the war. So it's actually gone down 2.6%. Yeah, wow. Property prices in Sydney have fallen. Yes. Right? So there's a lot going on. Petrol prices have gone through the roof. That was expected anyway, wasn't it, really? Well, um, because what's happened is Russia invaded Ukraine. Yep. And now I'm not going to get into the politics because there's two sides yeah. to the story. I mean, absolutely. And, look, and we're not people... going to talk politics anyway because... No. But I want to give my two bobs anyway. I'm going to, so I'm going to tell you the way I feel about it anyway. I don't care. That's fine. We're happy with that. So, I think well, you're going to do it anyway, George. So It's complicated. It's not black and white. Nothing is. Mm -mm. Right? And there's a lot of history there and everything else like that. But the deal is there's only one thing we can sort of say is regardless of how complicated and regardless of what other people have done, invading another country and killing innocent people should not be – it's not a good thing. I don't care – what your excuses are. I don't care if you think America did it and now you can do it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make doesn't make it right. So I personally think that it doesn't matter what your gripe is. As a country, using military to attack your neighbours, a sovereign country is not really the right thing to do. Yeah. But I know it's complicated. I'm not going to go. But also, at the end of the day, it's the Russian government. It's not the Russians themselves. So, you know, just because people are Russians doesn't mean they're bad. I know I've got some Russian friends and they're great people and they didn't invade Ukraine. They're living in Australia, right? Yes. And I've got lots of Ukrainian friends and they're great people as well. Yes. And, you know, I, I stand with them on their country getting attacked. You know what I mean? So me personally, I'm not taking sides. I take the side of, hey, no one should be shooting anyone yep. or killing anyone and maybe we should sort things out diplomatically. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Now, the deal is... The, the EU, Australia, and America put sanctions on Russia. They've slapped them with sanctions, and Russia is actually quite a big energy over um, energy um, exporter of energy. They export gas, oil, mining stuff, and commodities. They're quite big in that. Big players, big players. Yeah. So, you know, one thing is people are saying that Putin actually saved the world from saved us from World War III. Mm. Now, that's an interesting thing to say. Why is that? Well, see, Russia are quite self-sufficient. They've got a lot of energy. And they've also they've got a lot of reserves overseas. So they're right. planning on this. But putting sanctions on Russia um, 
what happens is you limit the supply of oil and you're actually making Russia more wealthy in that sector because they've got lots of oil. So it's a bit, you know what I mean? So it's, um, it's hard because the world's so interconnected. It's hard to punish a country without punishing yourself at the same time. Yeah, wow. Right? So the one thing we one thing China will probably get out of this is you know, China's a lot more interconnected and China really relies on world trade. And if China attacked Taiwan and the world cut her off from global trade, it would be devastating to China, where yeah. Russia might be able to handle it. Correct. That's part of the reason people are saying, you know, Vladimir Putin may have saved us from World War III because now China go to go, oh, no, we can't really attack Taiwan because we're going to be screwed financially completely, where I don't know if Putin really cares about the financial side, but I don't know. I don't know Putin. I don't know what he's like. So uh, let's start with some good news before we get into the nitty-gritty of the war. I mean, the thing that I see about the whole Putin thing is he just wants to be, I mean, he's, he wants to create a legacy, you know. He wants to he wants to be in the history books as, like, the mighty conqueror, you know. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, part of it's to do with NATO, NATO expansion. So it's quite it's quite complicated and delicate. And, um, you know, that, that's the challenge of how complicated it is. It's not sure really one-dimensional. It, it isn't one-dimensional. Yeah, it's not. So, you know, and also the, the challenge is there's so much propaganda on both sides that we don't know what's true. Correct. Like, you know, they've got, they've got the, the, the ghost of Ukraine who's shot down all these planes and they're all saying, you know, Russia has got air superiority. But then they overtook an airport using helicopters. If they didn't have air superiority, they wouldn't be able to do that. So then I saw this video of a Ukrainian, you know, trying to push a tank backwards from Russia. And then they sort of got out and got rid of moved him out of the way. I mean, if that happened in Iraq with the American invasion, it would have been a very different story. He <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have been alive. Because um, yeah, so so interesting, let's, interesting. Let's talk about um the good news first. Trade balance. Yeah, let's start getting into like, as I said, the nitty-gritty and what does it mean for okay, property so, prices? Well, Australian trades barren balance has even gone up even more now, right? And it rose by eight percent. If people don't understand what trade balance is, I'll explain this to you. What let's, happens let's is, put it in layman terms. Okay, so you've got it's like a scale, and you got Zivinity out, zivinity in, right? You got, <laughs> I know you'd laugh at that one. A lot of people don't get that one. But what happens is it's like like if you're going to a nightclub, right? Five people leave, four people go in, right? <laughs> now, with this, what it is is as a country, we export, um, let's say, 100 billion worth of goods yep, and import 80 billion. Therefore, we've got a surplus of 20 billion because we export more than we import. Uh-huh. Right? So it's a bit like, um, you know, if I get paid... $1,000 this week and I spend $800, I still have $200 left. But if I get paid $1,000 but I spend 2000 that's a deficit. Yes. Now, Australia, our trade surplus just keeps going up. And now um, it rose by $3,487 million, wow. which is like $3.4 billion, right? Wow. That's because of exports of metal ores and minerals. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right? But our goods and services debts fell by half a billion dollars. And so the goods and services, so that's, let's go so into that. Stuff that we buy from other countries. So uh, no, that's what's fair. happened is we're buying less from overseas but exporting more overseas. Aha. Uh -huh. So what's happened is we're going to 
positive trade balance, which is really, really good, really powerful. But Healthy. it's even better than what it was before. Yeah. Now, this is the funny thing. I've got a prediction about what's going to happen here, and this is pretty important. Right? Do tell. Do tell, little birdie. Yes. Now, but let me tell you what um, the CBA chief says about the Russian war. What? The CBA chief says the Russian war to have minimal impact on local economy. Okay. Right? Now, I actually disagree with it. So you're saying it's at war over New Ukraine is not going to affect... He's saying it won't. I'm saying it will. You've just... There's people... There's areas being bombed. No, no, no. He's saying it's not going to affect Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry. Now we're on the same page. No, he's not talking about... No, but it will. It already has. It already has because look at our petrol prices. Hey, it will. Station lately? Sorry? Have you been to the petrol station lately? No, I haven't. I ride a bike. Well... I haven't either. I haven't either. But a friend of mine recently said on Facebook, he said, look, I don't normally brag when I go to very expensive places, but I just came back to the petrol station. (laughs) (laughs) That was a friend of mine, Goro. So, look, (laughs) the deal is um, it's already affected us and it will. Because the thing is, even before Putin's troops invaded Ukraine, right, the global economy was straining under a range of surging inflation, tangled supply chains and tumbling stock prices. Yeah, right. Now what's happened is the Ukraine crisis is going to magnify each threat and even complicate it even more. Now, the thing is, the fact of it is we are actually in uncharted territory. Yeah. Right? See, there's going to be consequences. We just don't know exactly how we're going to predict them. But what I say is I say that, the you know, you know the history doesn't repeat, but it always rhymes a little bit. And yeah. there's a lot to say of what's happened in the past. Now, what's going to happen once Ukraine's economy? Well, if you look at um, what's happened to Iraq and Afghanistan, where yeah. they got bombed badly, and if Russia keeps going, the economy is going to just drop by 70%. Yep. You can't have a good economy when you're getting bombed. No, of course not. Um, what's happened is they've, they've banned people, from, I've got men from 18 to 60 leaving the country. They have to stay and fight. Wow. But women and children are leaving. They're teaching people how to create Molotov cocktails and giving people weapons. That's and, crazy. And um, so the EU, um, France, Germany, um, America, they've said, we're going to help you. And they said, okay. It's a bit like this. I saw this cartoon, which is funny. They're like, the wizard is off to fight Putin, the dragon, you know what I mean? And they go, we're going to help you. Here's my great bow. Here's my axe. Here's my sword. <laughs> off the show. Have fun. <laughs> I've seen a couple of crazy memes on social media for sure. Yes. And the fact of it is, I mean, Russia's the second most powerful country in the world and it's next door to Ukraine. So the supply chains aren't that much of a problem. It's going to be challenging. Yeah, absolutely. So wouldn't you say at the end of the day, I mean, when you've got all this stuff happening overseas in these kind of countries, doesn't it make it more safe being little Australia and this island on on the edge? Um, yeah, look, the, the deal is... Because um, I'm, I'm speaking to a lot of um, expats in, um, you know, Holland and places like that and, you know, they're feeling they're like... They're back here. Yep, exactly. And they're, look, they want to move back. What was happening is we are getting a bit of competition for immigration. That competition's gone now. They're all coming back here. But ah. also, we're probably going to have a lot of Ukrainians here now too. Yeah, I was going to say... Ukrainians are hardworking people, right? Yep. And they're great people, so that'd be great. 
Yeah, my yeah. hairdresser is Ukrainian. She's a lovely. She's a hard worker. The fact of it is, Russia and Ukraine are only are like only they're less than two percent of the world economy. Yeah. Okay. Well, so put it in perspective. Yes, but but the Ukraine is the breadbasket of Europe, and also a lot of African countries rely on Ukraine for wheat. Oh wow! I didn't know Massive. that. Yeah, the most fertile land in the world is Ukraine. Wow. Then America, USA. So anyway, so basically what's going to happen is the wheat may be, um, one, it's going to be ter terrible for Africa because they've already got a challenge when it comes to food. So this is going to put prices up for food. Yeah. The last thing those poor Africans need. Well, guess who is one of the biggest supplier of wheat in the world? Australia. Well, I was just about to say, must be up there. So Australia. guess what's going to happen? Price is going to go up, which is actually good for our economy. Okay, fantastic. Then, um, Russia supplies gas. Who's one of the biggest gas suppliers in the world? Hello. Australia. Correct. So what's going to happen to gas prices? They're already tripled. They've already tripled already. That's going to go up, which means more mining jobs, more gas jobs, more, more stuff. Yep. Um, another thing that... Uh, Russia exporters aluminium. Guess who's one of the biggest exporters of aluminium? You're kidding. Australia. Glad, Glad, actually, Gladstone's one of the biggest places. Glad, oh, God, Gladstone. Yes. So it looks like I oh, reckon Gladstone, Gladstone could be, be in for a bit of a surge. Wow. So aluminium, petrol, Weak. everything's going to go up. But not only that, we were already having inflation before this. Yes. Now, where petrol... When petrol goes up, petroleum, I should say, it's not petrol, it's petroleum, because petroleum is a lot more than just petrol. Yeah. Look, guys, I'd like to know people's, um, you know, opinions on what's going to happen to the Australian economy with all this, if you want to type in the chat. But petroleum, when petroleum goes up. A little social, little freedom fighters out there, add your little two bobs worth. Yeah, I joined the conversation, guys. I'd love to join the conversation, please. But um, petroleum affects everything. Mm -hmm. So, for example, red meat is always already more expensive in the supermarket now. And you're thinking, well, how does that work? Well, petroleum is used in agriculture. Of course it is. To get yeah. the water out there, in yeah. transport, in everything. Yep, like so, the whole lot. Yes. Transporting them around, getting them, to, yeah, exactly, machinery, yeah. full stop. So everything in the supermarket, everything is going to go up. Yeah, right. That's the fact of it. And you know what that means? When everything goes up, that's called inflation. Yeah. So Russia has already got a lot of inflation now. They've put the interest rate up to try to counter it. Yeah, I saw something like 20%. Is that, is that no, what I read? No, I don't think it's 20%, no. But they put the, I, heard, um, I heard one of their interest rates was 20%. I they just put the interest rate up. They doubled it. But... um. So, except for wages, yes. So, look, wages have been um, – the RBA has been saying that unless wages go up in real terms over 3%, that we're not going to be seeing a rate hike. But a lot of people are thinking because of petrol, petroleum going up, that the RBA may be forced to a rate hike. So, they're in two, two, um, two sort of spheres, so we don't know what's going to happen there. Right? So, but also, I mean, what happened to the Australian share market once the war opened up? It got smashed. Yeah, smashed. Biggest, the biggest trading session, 18 months because of the Ukraine war. Yeah, wow. Um, so the stock market is going to get hit again. 
Yeah. And you think Australia is bad. Wait till you see a Europe stock market. Yeah. But not only that, in Europe, without energy, people freeze in winter. Yeah. And guess who they rely on for energy? Hello. Um, it's going to happen. Um, what's going to happen is um, it's going to be even harder. Yeah. Right? Because they rely on a lot of energy from Russia. Yes. Now, back in the 70s, when petroleum went up, inflation went up in lockstep. So normally what happens is inflation, uh, petroleum goes up, inflation goes up. However, things have changed now because we don't rely on petroleum like we used to. And because of that, I don't think it's going to colorate just as well. But you look at the um, America, right? It's going to be a lot worse there because in the US, inflation has hit a 40-year high already. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Should we read some of these comments that just came through just to kind of... Yeah, yeah. Someone wrote, if five people come out of the nightclub, why aren't only four allowed back in? Exactly. Especially in Melbourne, that's what happens, isn't it? No, they're asking the question, why is that? I don't know. It's a mystery, but it always happens. So another one was supply and demand is already affected and the floods will impact on new projects. Um, yes, the floods have made it a little bit harder and slowed supply down. Yeah. Um, except wages, maybe except wages, question mark. Yes, wages um, are probably not going to go up the same. Look, the thing is when usually we've got commodity price going up, we're in a super cycle for commodity prices and commodity price is going to go up. So what's going to happen is you look at aluminium now. Yep. That's going to be a mini boom there. A lot of people to get jobs because what happens in Australia is when we have a mine, especially like copper mines, right? Yeah. Copper prices go down. We close the copper mine down. Yeah. Then copper prices go up. They go in and open it again, <laughs> and then they hire all these people. Yeah. So, so um, so basically, them them um putting sanctions on Russia is actually going to help Australia's economy quite a bit. Yeah. Wow. So when you look at it from that perspective. So, and we're already going for a commodity boom, but now it's going to be even bigger. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know what happened the last commodity boom? Our prices for property went through the roof. Yeah, of course they did. Right? Now, the fact is there could be a small correction. Uh-huh. Right? There's always that opportunity. And I always want to let people know that you've got to be mindful that when there's a crisis, when something like this happens, there could be a correction. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, property prices are already falling in Sydney. I expect them to fall in Melbourne, and they yeah. may fall even more. Also, governments are trying to force people to come back to the CBD, but they don't want to go back. Yeah. So all the um, new migrants might help do the whole, you know, the whole CBD thing as well. Yeah, of course, Absolutely. Absolutely. And someone wrote, we've already had inflation due to COVID. How is this any different? Um, no, it's not different. It's just a different type of inflation. That's it. Absolutely. So the last inflation we'd have was money printing, right, quantitative easing. Mm-hmm. And now the new inflation is going to be petroleum. Yep. Now, unfortunately, right, this is the unfortunate part. The fact of it is, and this is, this is what has been happening in the world over and over again, the people at the bottom are going to be the biggest losers again. Yeah, I know. So when there's inflation, all the people that are, you know, 
below the middle class end up poorer and the rich end up richer and the people that have got hard assets are going to end up with more money and the people that don't have hard assets are going to end up with a lot less. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's good. It's good for us. It's good for us if we've got lots of hard assets. It's good for us if we invest in property, but we don't take risks and make sure that we've got the cash flow calculator right so you don't, you can, you can survive the dip. Because what may happen, property may dip, but it doesn't matter. The long term effects the most important thing. You know, yeah. I mean? so, yeah. we, you know, if you aren't planning for a dip, if you aren't preparing for a dip, then you should not be investing. <laughs> Because you need to have the contingency plan because no matter what investment you've got, whether it's property, stocks, gold, Bitcoin, there's going to be a dip. And you need to be able to wear that dip. You need to anticipate it. If you're not anticipating a dip, if you think that property prices are always going to go up and never go down, or any 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 price of any investment, then you're in trouble. Now, someone's saying, what are hard assets? What are hard assets? A hard asset is one hard asset, which is super hard, is property. Why is it hard? Because it's physical, it's there, right? So that's a hard asset. So and give us give us an example of a soft asset. Would that be kind of just to give a bit of perspective so we know who's who? Okay. A soft asset is currency. Okay. Right? It's there. Dollars in the bank. Dollars in the bank. Dollars in the bank. Yeah. So if you've got dollars in the bank, that's called a soft asset. Why? Because it floats up and down a lot easier. But what happens to inflation? What happens to dollars? Well, there's nothing on it. They go down in value, up. right? Up so and down and up and down. Yes. Yeah, so what happens is, so if meat costs more money, what does that do to your pay packet? It shrinks your pay packet. What does it do to your bank account? It shrinks it's your bank account. Yeah. Property prices go up. What does it do to your bank account? Go bigger. Uh, no, it shrinks it. No, it shrinks. Sorry, because yeah. So, so yeah. So, what are we going to do? Is we're going to think about relativity, right? So, what Einstein was saying is everything affects everything else. So, we, nothing's in a vacuum. So, your money in the bank is only relative to other things in the world. Aha! And that's the important thing. <laughs> Put that little comment in. Someone, someone, someone did this great. Pop it, pop it in. This, this, this Facebook user, thank you. Hit your head on brick and mortar, it hurts hard. Hit your head on paper, shares of dollars, it doesn't hurt. Exactly. Uh, that, that's that's now, a great way to look at it. That's a really good way to look at hard assets and soft assets, right? Uh, All the women know hard assets are better than soft assets. Ha! Huh. <laughs> love gold and diamonds and they're both hard assets, right? Correct, absolutely. 100%. So... Um, I'm going to continue going on about this war and what's going to happen. Keep going, George. You're on a roll. So 1970s, petroleum went up, inflation went up. But then we had another surge in the 80s. And what happened was because now we've got renewables, we're not as sufficient on petroleum, so it's not going to affect inflation as it used to, used to. But it still will. Now, I don't know if you know, but every commodity or everything you buy has got a thing called price elasticity. Elasticity, right? Did I pronounce it right? I don't know, but you're talking elastic, right? Yeah. Like elastic bands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the price is elastic. I'm going to try to explain this, okay? So 
different things have got different price elasticity um, numbers. So petrol, for example, has got a rating of 0.3. Yeah, right. Now, you may ask, what does that mean? What I'm going to. What does that mean, George? Okay, so so that means that for every hike in ten percent in petrol prices, there's point three. There's three percent demand fall of demand. Uh huh. So let's say there's hundred people buying petrol. Yep. If petrol goes up ten percent, three of those people are going to go nut. Nah, I don't want to buy petrol anymore. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right. So that's called price elasticity, right? And that happens with with bread, milk, with everything. Yep. Like for example, um, if lamb went up 100, percent then people would be buying beef instead of lamb. They're going to say, "I've had, I don't want lamb anymore." Yeah, forget it. Absolutely. Even Australia Day, you know. So, so everything has got a elastic price, and there's only a certain amount of people willing to pay more. Now, yes. what happens with petrol is you can't just say, "I don't want to buy petrol." Yep. Some people, you can't just not say you're buying petrol. But there is a percentage of people who go, forget it, I'm riding my bike. Yes, one thing for that. But also what happens is the long term. See, back in the 70s, what happened was petrol price went through the roof and people started buying small cars. Yes. Then back in 2008, petrol dropped to nothing. People started buying SUVs. Yeah. So back in 2008, I don't know if you remember, um, when was it, 2008, when petrol price was zero at one stage. And now they were actually paying you to take the petrol out. Remember that when Australia bought all that petrol reserves? That's right. Jesus, that's yeah, that's oof, a while back. Yeah. I'm not, I think it was a 2018. That's when it happened. Yeah. Yes, it was fascinating. So fascinating. someone's saying Russia and Australia limited economic ties. This war, however, has a ripple effect in the global economy has reached Australia already. Absolutely. Yes, we've got very limited economic ties. And also, I mean, Russia and, and Ukraine are only 2% of the economy, world economy. Australia is only about the same. So really, at the end of the day, if it was China involved in this war, it would be very different for us. Yeah, absolutely. It would be a different yeah, different situation. Yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting that we all switched to SUVs and then 2008 we moved on to SUVs. Yeah. Right, but now... Our, our Australian petrol price are record high at the moment. Yeah, wow. Our petrol prices are still, out of all the um, advanced countries, probably the cheapest in the world. There's only, I mean, out of all the OPEC countries, um, we're down right at the bottom. We're the fourth cheapest. Wow. So we're really, really not affected much by petrol price at all. Yeah. Right? So, which is good. So Australia is good that way as well. Oh, that. That just encouraged me. I just pumped up the tyres on my bike and took it out for a ride today. So it looks like I'm just going to stick with that and save my money. <laughs> and now um, if you look at Australian net savings. Yeah, curious, far away. It is the second highest it's ever been in history. Wow. Is Russia setting a precedent for China? Look, I think um, the exact opposite actually. Mm. So funny enough. The, the head of, of China, he rang Putin and said, can you wait till after the Olympics? You know, <laughs> look, seriously, he did. Because, you know, he's like, oh, look. It's real, isn't it? Wait till after the Olympics. It's funny how, um, and uh, what happened was America saw the intel. And they rang China and said, hey, looks like Russia's going to invade. And he rang Russia and said, mate, they know you're going to invade. <laughs> Interesting. But he wanted to wait till after his party. You know, you don't want your best friend having a fight before your birthday party. Correct. 
Now, Absolutely. the Russian Secret Priest of the China, it is, it is, but in a good way because no one expected the whole world to just blockade Russia so badly. And I really think, um, you know, Russia can handle it, but China, no. They're, China would be screwed if we if they invaded Taiwan and everyone just stopped dealing with them. The economy would go through the roof, uh, go down. A lot of people would lose money. The Chinese would not be happy with the government. And governments don't want to do anything to piss off their people. Yeah. Right? So that's part of the reason the sanctions, they're hitting them in sanctions because they want people in Russia pissed off for Putin so they get a new new um, person in charge. He's already been in charge for 20 years, long enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fascinating. Any other steps, stats up your little sleeve there, Georgie? Look, now that immigration has been rebooted, rental growth is red hot again. So our uh, rents are going to go through the roof again as oh, well. I was going to say we needed to bring something regarding the rents as well. For yeah. Sure. So look, guys, um, I really think at the end of the day, if you're going to invest in property, get ready for a dip in case it happens. If it doesn't happen, bonus. Yeah. Prepare anyway. Prepare for the worst, and anything else is a bonus plan if it right. doesn't. You know. Deal is get in there before inflation. So what's going to happen? This is what's this is what I predict is going to happen. The people that, because we've got the biggest savings in the world now, in Australia, we're the richest country in the world, those savings are going to get destroyed by inflation. Yes. Right? So what you need to do is you need to get those soft assets. Get them out of the way. Get them out Yep. The number one thing you can do in a crisis, you know, get your war chest up, is, you know, when there's a, you know, because we don't know, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in this war. It might get worse. We, and if another country starts getting involved, then it gets even worse. Like, it's pretty bad. Yeah. You really want hard assets at a time like this to really weather the storm. But also, what's what's happening, I predict inflation is going to be worse than I really originally thought it was. Already, it was already bad, right? Already at a 40-year high, it's going to get worse. So inflation's like what it was, you know, back in the 80s. Yep. But could get worse. Mm. But it is. It is going to get, not could get, it is going to get worse. So, you know, when you're look, talking a 40-year high, this is going to be the biggest wealth transfer in human history. Mm. Right? What's going to happen is all the people that have got money in the bank, all your wealth is going to go to people with hard assets. Yeah. Like if someone's saying building a prop property currently, what are your thoughts on dual occupancy houses? Um, there's a saying, an old saying that's been said years and years and years ago about eggs in a basket. And a dual occupancy house is putting two eggs in one basket. So unless you've got 500 eggs, don't do it. I yeah. suggest you always put your eggs in different baskets. Yep. Actually, don't even mind the same suburb ever again. Even if it was the best suburb? Even if it's the best suburb, don't do it again. Right? Yeah, because don't put your eggs in one basket. It's a, it's one of the oldest sayings in history, but it's an amazing saying. It's very important because it's so, so important that, you know, I've, I've, I've seen investors invest in one area and get totally wiped out. Yeah. Um, whether it's a mining town, a boom town, tourist town, I've seen people get wiped out in mining towns, one horse towns. I've seen people get wiped out in tourist towns, in camps. Totally wiped out. Tornado came down. This guy had all these units. 
it was making huge, you know, huge rentals, but then they all just died. So it doesn't matter how good it is, don't put your eggs in one basket. Now, I suggest, um, you know, what I would do is, you know, by Brisbane, then by Perth, then by Adelaide, you've got to change states. I really think, you know, you want to be in every state in Australia. Yeah. Then you're covered. Well, that diversifies your risk as well, you know. Well, look what's happened in Auckland now. I don't know. Well, I've been a bit... Um, it, the median house price is $1.5 You're kidding. It's, I had friends who missed out on that boom and their property that well, they were in, and when they left, it went just through, it almost doubled overnight. Yeah. So you're saying that that's just, wow. One of the reasons I tell people don't sell, I just keep telling people don't sell yep. because you just don't know. And property just keeps going up. So why would you sell something that's going to keep going up? Yeah, it seems crazy. Okay, someone's saying even hard assets, are, okay, this is a good question actually. Even if the hard assets are costing you to hold, i.e. loans, equity loans, strata, look, you don't want to be in a position, especially now, because what's going to happen is we're going to have our wallets and our pay packets tightened up. Mm -hmm. That's a fact of it. So you don't want to be in a position of losing money on your hard assets. Yeah. Get hard assets that aren't costing you money. Get yeah. hard assets that are easy to own. This yeah. is not the time to be... Um, leverage too high negative geared, right? Yeah. I've been saying, you know, negative gearing sucks. You know, Robert Kiyosaki wanted the banner. I don't want a banner. I think it's great. But what I don't like about negative gearing is people that use it wrongly and lose money to lose money. What you want to do is you want to be negative geared, positive cash flow, and that's the way. Get the structure right. Get the structure right, right from the beginning. Work out a blueprint and really um, make sure you've got that as your plan of action. Yeah, so, so do we have super houses, shares, or even clicking cars to have more baskets? That's a really good question. And yeah. this is the deal, right? Robert Kiyosaki, me, George Mikoski, Warren Buffett, the top investors in the world, they say don't diversify. Okay. Horror, shock horror. Just shock saying horror. don't diversify, right? Now, you might be saying eggs in one basket but don't diversify. Why are you saying the opposite? It's contradicted yourself. Yeah, it'll, it's I haven't actually. I understand it. Because you've got to understand the nuance. So the fact of it is you need a winning horse to win a race, right? There's no point having a donkey and trying to win a race. Yeah. Correct? You're not going to win. Yeah. So having, you know, a donkey, a sheep, um, a kangaroo, and a goat ain't going to help you win the Melbourne Cup, <laughs> correct? But if yeah, what do you if, need? You need a thoroughbred horse designed to win the Melbourne Cup to win the Melbourne Cup. Yes or no? Yes, of course, absolutely. Yes. Right now, if you had a Melbourne Cup winner, right, you wouldn't buy its sister or brother. You'd buy another Melbourne Cup winner that's got a genetic diversity that's different. So yeah. when you've got a, a Melbourne Cup winner. You, got, you try to get a different diversity of genetics, so therefore you're covered there. It's a bit yeah. like that. But you don't buy a goat to try to win the Melbourne Cup, right? So the problem is, you know, shares are soft assets. They're going to drop. Collectible cars may go up, but they don't earn you an income, right? So really, you've got to stick to one, one thing that you're really, really good at one winning combination. 
Warren Buffett says don't diversify. You know who tells you to diversify? I'll tell you who tells you to diversify. This, this always happens. Go to a financial planner. And guess what they'll say? We're going to diversify. We're going to put you here, 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 here. You know why they're doing that? I'll give you a secret, right? And a lot of finance, not every financial planner is like this because I know quite a few that are very smart and really good at what they do. But the reason they get you to diversification is because they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> right? And what they're doing is putting in 10, 20 different things and going, hopefully one of these is going to work and you can go, yes, I did the right thing. Cross your fingers. If they knew which one was going to win, if you were on the roulette wheel and you knew number 33 was going to win, why would you go 12, 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever? Absolutely. I know property's going to win. I've got conviction, right? That's the number I'm putting my money on. I know because I've done this over and over again, right? For over 25 years, and I've helped thousands of people invest in property. And, you know, I am very clear and very and I really know what's going to happen. And that's where I'm putting my money because I know I'm going to get the return every time. Yeah. You know, I'm on the winning winning number. I'm in the casino. I know which number is going to win. Those other numbers, they may win. Political cars may go up. Shares may some shares may go up. Super may go up. But you know what? Don't speculate. Don't be like the you know financial planners because I'm, I'm I spent last weekend with a bunch of millionaires. Some of these people are doing 85 million a year. Wow. Right? Now, they've got they've only got one or two baskets they're really good at. Yeah. One is business, and the other one is property. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yep. Right? And what they do is they use business to make money, they use property to invest in money. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was gonna just say, going back to that as well, you know. You want to be a laser beam as well. Like for me personally, I wouldn't want to invest in shares or collectible cars. I've got no idea. Even if someone said, oh, Belinda, buy that car. It's going to make you 10 grand in two years. I'd still be like, well, where am I going to put it? What am I going to do? But this, this is the deal though. I mean, people don't necessarily need collectible cars. Yeah. Right? It's not a necessity though. It's but not one a thing, it's a necessity is property. They need to live somewhere. You can't buy a collectible car or live in it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Bring up the next question. Um, what's the perfect real estate market going to do in your opinion? Um, I've got a lot to talk about that, but I'm going to be talking about it tonight in our private group. Yeah, right. members only. <laughs> Maybe that it could be a member, who knows. But George's insight info. Yes, because I, like I like to share all this new stuff with our members first and then to the general public. But look, Perth's good. Perth's good, but you've got to get your timing right. And I've got, uh, you know, what we're going to do is follow the 7 o'clock. And at the moment, it's Brisbane. It's moving to 8. And then I'm going to be moving to Adelaide or Perth. And I'll be announcing that next week or two where I'm moving to. Yeah, beautiful. Happy days. Love it, excellent. love it. I'm glad you understand. That's excellent. So, guys, look, I think that's it from I us. I think we're right? done. Absolutely. Well, so that's it. Um, Go for a lot of interesting, interesting stuff that have come up. Yeah, so the point is, I mean, there's a lot going on. And here in Australia, we're in a very fortunate position where COVID didn't have a, had a good effect on us and we've come out the strongest country in the world. We could possibly come out the strongest again and actually we will. Who needs the Olympics? 
Exactly. So look at our own stuff going on. Woohoo! So when you think about it, um, we're in a very, very fortunate position here. So the one thing I will get to say to everyone, don't squander this. You know, when your kids... <laughs> Someone's... Are you taking your bike out to tonight's dinner? Okay. Oh, that's I, I said I'm riding my bike. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, so one thing I want to tell you guys, okay, one thing is um, this this Saturday I'm doing an encore event with Rob Kiyosaki to talk to you about the winners and losers of the new economy. Yeah. So if I was going to come to the wealth, type Masters in. Masters of wealth. Type, type in hashtag Masters of Wealth and come along to our encore. Now, yeah. the fact of it is, Looking back, you're going to be getting people asking you for these amazing times because we've lived through the biggest pandemic and now there's the biggest war in Europe since World War II. Yeah, I know. Right? So looking back, you were part of history. Yes. And people are going to ask you and say, look, what did you do? Um, the Where were you? Where were you when... 2000 happened, yeah. you know, and same year. Your kids are going to go, wow, did you become, or your grandkids are going to go, wow, did you become a property multi-millionaire like everyone else did? Or did you sit on the sidelines? <laughs> yeah, and that's, they're going to ask you that question. And hopefully you can answer because now is the one opportunity you've got to build a massive property portfolio. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm buying like crazy at the moment. Yeah, I'm... I want to get one in my super as well. So definitely, definitely. That's it. Well, I'm going to see you at the shirt tonight, Belinda. Yes, absolutely. Happy days. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful time. And look, you know, my heart goes out to all the, you know, innocent people that are getting killed. And yeah. you know, hopefully. <laughs> well, look, I'll get that message, but we're talking to families and associated yeah, look, friends. And families and friends. It's and look, we've got, I've got a lot of um, Ukrainian friends. You've got a lot of Ukrainian. We've got a lot of Russian. We've got Russian people as members, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we feel for everyone. So, yeah, look, at the end of the day, I really um, hope that the killing can stop and they can get a diplomatic answer and everything go, turns out better and just hope they limit it and, you know, not too many people die. It's sad when this is happening in modern-day Europe. I'm just shocked that it could ever happen, you know what I mean? Yes, but, um, absolutely. It is what it is, and hope we get through it. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Have a great week. See you next week. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful, and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note... With a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income, I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. 
We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.